Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. Well, three dudes with a view, Wednesday edition. Cold Wednesday, maybe not as cold as yesterday. Hopefully not as cold as yesterday. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has parked the bus and entered the building. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you, man? Good morning, Del. It's dickle time, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that and a warm fire. Um, all right, regular special uh, guest dude with us, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning, guys. So good to be here. And friend of the station and a frequent guest. We're always glad to see him. Uh, State Representative Scott Sapecki, how you doing? Good morning, everybody. All right, before we get started, uh, and folks, what we're going to talk about today is our, the governor's proposal announced, what, yesterday? Yes, sir. Uh, he's proposing <clears throat> to expand the school voucher program uh, in, I think, by maybe 20,000 students uh, next year. But then the, the following year, he's proposing a uh, universal school voucher program statewide. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. If you want to contact us, uh, 931-626-3131. Yeah, comments have already started rolling in this morning, Del. Okay. If, well, if you, uh, well, we, yeah. we, we really want your comments uh, out there, uh, you know. Representative Specky says he's uh, Sapicki says he's undecided because he hadn't seen the bill yet, uh, and so. But he uh, like a good public servant and sitting here taking notes on uh, everything that's done today. Well, so. but, but you know this thing is up in the air, and and uh, I think your input to the legislature is going to make the difference in whether it passes or it does not. Uh, you know we can't give you the details on it this morning. We can only give you what we know. But we can start the conversation. Uh, before we start that conversation, though, I want to mention that uh, my friend, lifelong friend, his children are my lifelong friends, uh, Wayman Hickman, uh, service will be held today at the First Methodist Church in downtown Columbia. Uh, Mr. Hickman uh, was very much a part of my life growing up. His children were very much a part of my life growing up. Uh, he was... Uh, a longtime banker, CEO, president of First Farmers and Merchants Bank, but uh, his his uh, his activity in civic life of this community, the things that he helped with, the boards he served on, the fundraisers that he chaired, uh, the things that he organized and made happen. Uh, from Columbia State to the hospital to the experiment station in Spring Hill uh, are just absolutely incredible. A, a life well lived. Uh, of course, his monuments are, are four children that uh, that are absolutely amazing. Uh, and uh, my condolences go out to them. Like I said I grew up with Nancy and Bill and Logan and John and their great folks and uh, amazing children. So, uh, condolences to the family of Wayman Hickman. All right, let's talk about school vouchers. Let's see, Clayton, how, how, how can we get input? Your phone, uh, the, the yeah, phone nine, number? Yeah, 931 626 3131. Just 
give us your opinion. We'll uh, we will read it on the air. As I said, we uh, I've already gotten a few. Uh, I've already gotten a few text messages this morning with anticipation that Scott might be on the show or that this subject was going to be brought up. Uh, Murray County has said no to vouchers. Why is, why are we supporting something? Uh, why is Scott supporting something that his constituents do not want? But it appears that <laughs> Scott has, has not. Folks, Scott has not announced his support for this uh, program yet. <laughs> the, and, and then I got another one that says the first school. He hadn't, he hadn't announced his opposition either. Right. So the first schools in Murray County that will be closed will be Cullioca, Santa Fe, and Hampshire. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I, I think people want to go to those schools. I don't see people leaving Cullioca or, or leaving Hampshire or Santa Fe. Um, I, yeah, I think Particularly I, if they live nearby and would have to drive to go to a private school. Correct. I mean, yeah, I, I, there's, you know, Cullioca is about full. So I, I just I just don't see that happening. But yeah. Well, who, who knows? Uh, but let's uh, let's get into this subject here. The. Uh, uh, First of all, Scott, you were there on Capitol Hill yesterday when the governor made his announcement. Uh, what, what did you learn? What was announced? Well, there's a lot to unpack, first of all. Um, you know, and, and there's going to be a lot of opinions on this subject. Um, but And we have to be careful that we don't let fact get in the way of an opinion. Okay? So, um, you know, I, I understand that people are concerned about this. The first thing I want to say is that... Um, uh, Murray County did not turn down vouchers. Murray, it, Murray County turned down a charter, charter school. school. Yeah. So let's get one thing straight, folks. That's two different things. Correct. Okay, that's two different things. Um, and I, I do suspect and I do probably uh, expect that the, um, uh, the charter school application will be back in Murray County probably within a year. Uh, they understand what the state said that their shortcomings were, and if they do want to put a charter school in Murray County, they'll address those shortcomings because the objections that Murray County made were deemed by the state invalid. So that's a whole other discussion for another day. But let's talk about what the right. governor is Char- trying to unroll. Charter schools and school vouchers are two totally yeah. apples and oranges. And now, now something else that's, that we got to start we got to start to stop talking about is vouchers. This is a scholarship program. Two different things. Uh, the educational savings account that the governor that we passed narrowly uh, in 2019, um, that is a, that's a true voucher program. Uh, we put all kinds of guidelines on it for Davidson and Shelby County, which were our two worst performing districts in our, in our state, allowing students to, and parents for that matter, to look for a better opportunity in education. Um, that program has been in effect uh, for the last two years. Um, gentlemen, do you know how many schools they've closed in Nashville and Shelby County because of the voucher program? Uh, Just say zero. Zero. I've not heard of any closing. Zero. Yet. There is none. Uh, we expanded it last year to Hamilton County. Um, Hamilton County has a number of students that are already uh, taking advantage of the educational savings account, the voucher program. Gentlemen, do you know how many stu- schools they've closed in Hamilton County because of this? Zero. Zero. That's Chattanooga, right? Chattanooga, yeah, Chattanooga. that's correct. <laughs> and last year there was a resolution on the House floor, an amendment on the House floor to expand it to the state. And we said, you know, we said, look, this is not what we're trying to do right now. We need more information. So what I'm trying to tell everybody is there is no bill out there. There is no language to look at. 
There is no way for me to formulate an opinion on a bill because there's nothing for me to look at yet. All we've got is the governor's announcement. Announcement. Of a plan. And, and it's, it's a vague intention. plan. It's a vague plan. And so I, and what's the difference between a, a, a voucher and an and what you're, you're calling a scholarship? A scholarship. Um, yeah. What's the difference, since there is a difference, you said? There's nuances to it. Um, it's basically the funding mechanism, how you qualify for it, where the money goes. And so with, what I'm going to try to break out is what the governor has stated already of what his intentions are. And so starting in the 24-25 school year, <clears throat> a total of 20,000 scholarships will be awarded on a, on a first-come, first-served basis in the state of Tennessee. Does anybody know how many students we have in the state of Tennessee? I would say 20,000 is not a lot. We have a million. Yeah, yeah, that's... We have a million students. So 20,000 is not a lot. But in the first year in 2024-25, which is the next year coming up in education, 10,000 scholarships will be available for students who are at or below 300% of the federal poverty level. They have a disability or are eligible for the existing ESA pilot program in those three counties. What's, e- what's ESA? Uh, educational Savings Account. That's the one we passed back in 19 for Davidson and Shelby, and now has been expanded to Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. Because there is a third year of that program, which is this coming 24-25 year. We've already passed legislation on that, so we can't override that legislation. So those those students that are in those three counties will have a priority on those 10,000. Okay, And then there will be an additional 10,000 seats statewide on a lottery first-come, first-serve, right? Um, for an additional 10,000 scholarships statewide. So the 20,000 includes Hamilton, Davidson, and Shelby County, and uh, it, it doesn't... That's correct. And there's already, right now, in, the, in those three counties, there's already 3,000 students that are taking advantage of it, okay. which drops that level now down to 7,000. Okay. And that will open up spots in those counties for other kids. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. But, I mean, we're only talking 20,000 here? That's correct. Yeah, Murray County I mean, has 13,000 kids, I mean, right? that's... What, what, I well, think two, Murray two County percent? has 13, right. I mean, that's... And this is where we're going to start to address some of the comments that were already made. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's 2%. Not, now, in year two of the rollout in twenty five twenty six, so two years from now, it goes universal. Anybody, any student can apply for the scholarship. Statewide. Now, here's what everybody has to realize, and everybody's going to be jumping on the the school funding issue, right, the public school funding issue. This is outside the TISA program. So everything that's in place in TISA is not affected by this. Now, so the TISA program, one more time, is? The Tennessee Investment in Student Achievement. That's our new funding mechanism to where, Clayton, your children would be identified by the state if they're going to a public school on their individual learning needs, and that amount of money would be sent to that school, that public school, to help your, your, your students. That is not being affected. And here's what's really even that nobody's talking about, Delk, is that under TISA form, funding formula, just for Murray County alone, they received an additional $17 million for the exact same amount of students we had the year before. $17 million more dollars. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's not well, recurring, though, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's how long? Indefinitely. $17 million more for funding. That's a 20% what? increase. But now, Scott, and I guess maybe all you can talk about is the programs that exist in in Hamilton, the ones that are already up and running, Hamilton, mm-hmm. Davidson, Shelby. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it, it, well, I mean, at some level, though, TISA uh, 
counts students, right? That's I mean, correct. if all of, if 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 all of a sudden a particular school loses half of its students, then their TISA funding will be affected, right? Well, in theory, yes, but Delk, you're talking in Murray County to affect funding. That's seventeen million additional money that the state has given them. Right, they would have to lose over eleven hundred students to this program. Now, I talk to teachers all over the state. I talk to administrators all all over the state. Let me repeat that one more time, though. In Murray County, as we were populated today with the schools we got today and everything remaining the same, in Murray County Public Schools, it would take eleven hundred students moving to this voucher or scholarship scholarship program. Mm in order to affect Murray County Public School funding. Right. That, that, but, but that, have I got that right? That's right. But that just puts us back to, to the old funding level. So we haven't, we haven't forfeited any money yet. We've just, we've just lost that additional $17 million on top of the original kids that we had. So now no, we're back no, to the whoa, normal whoa, funding whoa, levels. Whoa, whoa. What, what, triggered the lo- what might trigger the loss of the $17 million? Well, it would be it would be the kids that left the school system, but it would take eleven hundred before that happened. Correct. correct. So the seventeen million and other funding remains. Yes. Until at least eleven hundred kids have opted into the voucher scholarship program. That's correct. In Murray County. In Murray County alone. Okay. Uh, you, you look at Davidson; they're pushing over sixty, seventy million more investment. Uh, Memphis is over eighty million. It's on the hear the music, so I guess we got to take a break. Well, we do. Yeah, we'll hold that thought. Let's come back to it on the other side. Folks, if you want to comment on this, uh, 931-626-3131. We would love to get your comments. Uh, Clayton, are you checking Facebook? Uh, I am. Yes, sir. Is the phone number to call in or text in? Text, preferably. Okay, so... 931-388-3131? Nine three one six two six thirty one thirty one. But if you if you won't call in, text us and we'll call you back. Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Has your back been bothering you for years? Can't play golf? Pick up the grandkids? Garden or exercise? Tried everything and nothing works? Call the Dr. Gill Center. We have successfully helped tens of thousands of patients in Middle Tennessee, and you could be next. Call 615-880-9774 and ask about our $49 special. That's 615-880-9774. Because back pain doesn't need to be a way of life. Call me, painfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm.
We're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. We are talking about the governor's announcement yesterday for to within two years. He proposes a universal school voucher statewide where approximately $7,000 in scholarship money would be given uh, per student to spend with the uh, school of their choice, including private, well, spend at a private school uh, toward tuition and fees to attend that private school. Uh, this is a conversation that is just getting started in the state of Tennessee, and we want you to be part of it. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm here, Del. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> okay. What, are you getting messages? I have. Uh, someone just sent a message in that said that, um, you know, what are the odds out of 20,000 possible scholarships that 1,100 would be awarded to kids in Murray County? That's not going to happen, and I, I agree. I agree with that. There's just statistically, oh, I mean, that is not going to happen. That's not going to happen in year one, but is it going to happen in year three, four, five? We don't know. All right, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest Debbie Matthews, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. Good to be here this morning. It's going to be an exciting day. And friend of the station, always welcome here, State Representative Scott Sapicki. How you doing? Man? Good morning, everybody. All right, can, Scott, can you if you can you tell us more about what the governor proposed, what he said? Well, yeah, I mean, because there's no legislation right now and there's a lot of ambiguities, there's a lot of misinformation going out about what the bill's, what the bill's doing right now, which is there is no language. Uh, we'll probably sit down with the governor's staff and our, and our staff on our chairman of education. We'll sit down and start talking about this, and then we'll start bringing in all the different groups to talk about how this is going to flesh out. Um, but just just to recap real quick, the the premise of the bill is in year one, 24-25, 10,000 scholarships would be awarded for those that are at or below 300% of the federal poverty level or have a disability or are eligible for the existing educational savings account that is existing in Davidson, Shelby, and Hamilton County for year three of the pilot program. And then an additional in year one, 10,000 scholarships available to a universal pool of students entitled to attend a, entitled to attend a public school and statewide. Scott, my understanding is these scholarships are approximately $7,000 a piece. Yeah, we've seen different proposals between seven dollars and $10,000. It's just going to come down to a budgetary issue there. Okay. Um, and then in 2025 and 2026 school year, the proposal is that university eligibility for all students, all disabilities, all races, backgrounds, wherever you come from, would be available to choose a better school if their parents so, so decide to do it. Okay. That's the basis of the bill there. Um, you know, we're t- trying to figure out where this is going to go. That's where we come in the General Assembly. Um, and, you know, it's going to take a lot of work. Uh, I can tell you this, that both sides were up there in, in Nashville, uh, the pro-school choice and the anti-school uh, choice. Uh, people were up in Nashville. Um, this is going to be this is this bill is going to take all the air out of the room in Nashville starting in January. It's going to happen. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to roll out, Delk. Um, it's not going to affect the TISA funding program. Um, it's not going to affect any of the po- the programs that we have in- involved with our community colleges and TCAT centers linking with our high schools for career technical programs to try to accelerate those. Um, it's not going to affect the teacher pay bill that we just passed where we're going to be in 2026 that will be in the top 10 in, uh, in teacher pay in, in the country. Um, and so there's a lot of positive things. We've, we've, I think we've turned a corner 
in early education and reading with, with the legislation that we've passed, uh, the teachers implementing it, and, and it's very high-quality stuff. We're working with our kids going back to the basics in education and reading and, and foundational phonics principles. And now we're working on math to kind of coincide with that. But uh, all of that stuff's going, trust me, all of that is going to be forgotten. What we've done is when we start talking about this this new funding platform. And you, you mentioned, Scott, that um, there were a lot of people there, uh, I guess lobbyists, whatever. That it looks like even a lot, a lot of out-of-state money is going to be put into lobbying both for and against this uh, proposal. Yeah, when, when you look at that, I think it's uh, nine states now that have implemented this. Um, there's a lot of money that gets spent on this on both sides. A lot of money. And so th- there are some other states uh, that have, has the legislature uh, taken a look at these other states? That's one of the things that, that as education chairman, we've already talked to leadership is we want to have testimony come in from other states and talk about the pros and cons because they've already some states have rolled this out for a while. And they have a working platform. So, so nine other states have actually done yes. this. Do you know what states those are? I do not. I have the list up in Nashville. Wasn't Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was that? Arkansas the, just did it. They're the most recent one. But we, we don't have any data from them. Yeah. Florida's done it for a while. Uh, they have some pretty good data. They have some data that's not good, too. And so it gives us an opportunity as legislators to look at the things that work right. and the things that didn't work and then try to make those changes accordingly. Can you speak to how this program has worked? Let's see. You said it started in 19, 18 or 19 in Chattanooga, yes. uh, Nashville, and Memphis. Yes. Um, how can you speak to how the program has worked uh, the, at the end of pro, pro and con in those well, counties? When we first passed this bill in eighteen, it got tied up in the courts for, for for three years. It just came out of the courts, and this is going to be. We're in the middle of the second year of implementation, so at the end of this academic year, we'll have two years of data to be able to look back and see how well this is done. The preliminary numbers have shown us that in in Davidson, there's been a wide distribution of, of students that have taken advantage of this program. About approximately how many in Davidson? Uh, I, th- I think in Davidson it's about uh, – I think, I think it's about 1,200 right now. Okay. Um, and we are seeing that there has been no effect of those schools that they left. It's it's lowered a couple of the student-teacher ratios in those schools, which teachers know if you can get a smaller classroom, it helps out in the classroom. Uh, but this is the year we're going to collect a lot of data from the from that program. And then in year three, the first year of this rollout, we'll have a complete three-year data. And then we can always come back and tweak things that aren't working well and make them work better. Okay. Um, well, there you go, folks. You know, start start out with twenty thousand uh, vouchers statewide next year. Then uh, the following year, going to what's called universal uh, a voucher system or uh, scholarship scholarship system, and that's uh, would provide seven to ten thousand for the student or the student's parents to spend at the private school of their choice. That's the basic idea. There are no there are no details at this point. Uh, there's seven other states that I would be very interested to uh, learn more about how it's worked in those other states. Go ahead, Clayton. Uh, there, there, there was an article from this morning's Tennessee, and, and Scott, you might be able to tell me if these numbers are correct, uh, but uh, 
someone who came out, yeah, Rachel Elrod, who chairs the Metro National Public School Board, she came out and said that recent de- data from the Tennessee, the TCAP assessment test, showed that students in the voucher program scored lower than their peers, along with 85% of charter school students falling short compared to districts where they attend. Where they attend. Uh, is that? Do you know if that's a correct number? I haven't seen that information. I think it had a lot of nuance in that on yeah. <clears throat> where they were pulled out of and the, the, I, you know, those, those words. Just I, I guarantee you that, the, what is it, the chair of Metro uh, Public Schools? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is not a fan of charters. No, she's, uh, not, she's not going to give you any flowing good, good information no, to no, begin no, with. No, information that you want, Scott. No, no, no information, you know. I, um, I believe that we have every tool accessible that we need to get, so – think this is going to be interesting my my biggest concern still comes back to discipline at the schools and and the violence that is happening in our public schools and i think that that is spurring a lot of families wanting to go to a smaller private school let's let's try to put some perspective on good grief my phone keeps jumping around i you know mayor chas Mulder uh issued a statement on twitter or x whatever you call it that statement he's the city mayor folks because in murray county the city mayor has no official capacity whatsoever with public schools the city of columbia does not uh run or operate any public schools they're all run by the by murray county but mayor Mulder, and he does have children in public schools he said if you're a public uh school proponent or participant you should be against this plan to use public funds for private education if you're a private school proponent or participant you should also be against this plan the reality is most of us are, yet here we are. I, and, and I'll, uh, you know, and I, I'll point out, I mean, you know, I sent my children to private schools. Uh, my grandchildren attend Agathos here in Murray County. And uh, so uh, private schools have always been the answer for my family. Uh, but I am not... I am skeptical about this, and I'm not sure I'm in favor of it at all, because, first of all, you start giving out these scholarships. Now, I know the legislature's intentions might be pure uh, now, but somewhere down the road, they're going to start putting strings on these scholarships and strings on what the private schools can do, and yep. it'll it'll defeat the purpose of uh, removing children to private schools. You and, and, I, you yeah. and I talked about this yeah. yesterday, and it's also going to create a situation where private schools are going to increase their tuition by eight thousand. Well, yeah, Absolutely, you, you give, like the you, student loans. You thing. give them a seven thousand dollars voucher, then the tuition is going to go up seven thousand right. dollars. It's just, and, just and, what's and, going and what's scary is, is what if the program goes away? Do right. you think those private schools well, are going to lower and, their tuition? And you'll end up no. in, the, in the goofy situation of, of parents having to get together to form another private school that doesn't take school vouchers. To escape the problems that have come with the vouchers. Anytime you've got federal money that flows to wherever, the federal government is going to have a say in what has to be taught at that school. And it's a way for the federal government to get into Christian schools especially. That is a big deal. All right. Well, let's – So hold on. All right. Yeah, Scott, go ahead. Hold on. So – in, I know this. I know this is is factual. Uh, some of the states that did experience that problem with the intervention of of the public into the private, mm-hmm. right. they put anti regulation language into the bill okay. that prohibited those those things from flowing in. So it gave the private schools the ability to accept the money but maintain their autonomy. 
How long do you think Scott, that will last? Scott, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't allay my fears because if it's put in the bill, it can always be uh, repealed or changed. Or oh, that's tr- you're right. Exactly right. And we don't know what kind of legislature or governor we're going to have 10 years that's from right. now. That's right, exactly. Well, that's and, correct. And in the meantime, you've built up a whole infrastructure of private schools that are dependent on this money and ecosystem, and uh, and and the pooch can't be uh, unscrewed, you know. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's why that's, uh, and, okay. and that's why to have an opinion about this right now, you got to be careful of because we haven't seen any language. Oh, agreed. Yeah. We have okay. not seen the, de- and, the devils. And, we have not seen the details. And I will tell you this: for Mayor Mulder to come out like that ahead of this and not see the language, that's irresponsible of him. He should look at the language first. He's an elected official who's supposed to look at the language of a bill and determine if it is good for the people of his district or Tennessee. Okay. So so what I'm urging everybody is, everybody has their passion on this. And and trust me, we're going to experience it this year in the General Assembly. Right. You're right. We're talking about something we hadn't seen yet. We haven't seen this yet. A sketch. What I'm trying to tell everybody is you have to move forward with this cautiously because there's a lot of things on the line here. But to come out ahead of this and say, I'm for, I'm against, I don't like this, I don't well, like that. Well, I didn't say I'm against. I said I'm skeptical. Skeptical. And, I, and, and that's fair. But but when you're telling people that you should be against something before you've even seen the language, th- that that's irresponsible. Right. And so for me to come out right now and say, oh, I'm all for this or I'm all against this, that's irresponsible of me because I haven't seen, I haven't seen the language of the bill. So, Mr. York, you've been quiet. Yeah. I've listened to you all beat your gums about this. The reason why Mal Mulder made his statement is probably because it's using public funds to fund private schools. That's the bottom line. I mean, whenever you start, uh, Tennessee started off trying to do something about public education in this state. And whenever you all get a halfway decent idea, you throw a wrench in the gears. Now you jump up with private school vouchers to take money that you put into the, the, pri- the public schools to affect the operation of public schools. Here's the deal. Tennessee is 30% funding less than the average in the nation. $7,000 woos somebody, but what about the other part of tuition that they're going to have to pay out their pocket? It's not going to help people who are medium or low income. It's going to help people who are high income. They can send their kids wherever they want to send them. You mean the vouchers? They don't need the vouchers. The voucher program will help high income, in your opinion? Yeah, it's going to help high income. It's not going to help people who can't barely afford to send their kids to school. They're going to have to dig up more money to pay for a, a things in 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 the tuition well mr york that that argument you made doesn't hold water because we put restrictions on poverty levels in shelby davidson and hamilton those are large counties but 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 what i'm saying is large cities they can they can deal with the voucher program in in a community like columbia it it's different but mr york that's not what you said i want to i want to hear more about that it's time to take a break we aren't getting any break music but uh it's still break time anyway so let's do that and come back there it is there it is
This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas pillar plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 dollars visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 dollars gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 dollars. visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us, Front Porch Radio. 
Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. We are talking about a the governor's uh, plan with no details really at this point for a statewide system of uh, vouchers for uh, private schools for the students uh, of Tennessee. Uh, a statewide plan and vouchers in the range of seven to ten thousand dollars, something like that, to go. The parents can take and spend at the private school of their choice, uh, and thereby uh, enroll their child in private school um, so that that's the idea it has no details yet uh, dude number two Clayton Harris how you doing man I'm doing well Doug and I agree I I, I I think yesterday when this announcement was made actually I told you yesterday afternoon I had two teachers call me and I think there's some misunderstanding as to how this thing is being proposed uh, th- initially I believe everybody thought this was going to be a statewide everybody gets you know everybody's eligible well that they would be two years from now right i mean but but you know the the way that it's going to be rolled out it's going to be a lot smaller in in detail it, it again we don't even know if this thing's going to pass or not we mm-hmm. haven't even seen anything so and and now scott i know you know don't know details well let me introduce the room first dude number one mr jim york how are you man Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. They, and, they keep hopping around in public education. They start on public education, and then they hop around. They won't fix one thing before they jump on something else. Yeah, and, uh, well, I'm not necessarily agreeing with that, but I I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. And a friend of the station, Representative Scott Spicky. Good morning, everybody. All right. Now, Mr. York, you were expressing a couple of concerns. I, I think you uh, – and, and, again, we don't know the details, but you you were concerned perhaps that this benefited wealthy families more. And then maybe I, I think you said something about that the program might be more viable in the big cities, but it wouldn't be viable in a community like Murray County. If, if I got – I mean, you, you're probably not going to pull as many kids from from the smaller communities as you will from the larger metropolitan areas. You mean, uh, and and that's okay. You know, they they have their issues too. But the problem is, the governor hasn't fixed public education. Now he's trying to dev over and, and, and assist private schools. He ought to fix public. We we need teachers. We need highly professional uh, teachers. We need to work on that. We need to get the public schools working. Then you can have any program you want to. I, you know, I, I don't. I know people scream choice, but it's just another way to separate their students from public education. You know, so but they that's what they do. But there's no rhyme and reason for him not being a professional educator to be bumbling around in education like the legislators. They they're not experts and they don't seek expert advice. You're talking about so, the governor. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't fixed public education. Let's fix that. And then, you know, look at other options for parents. 
Well, all right, just to be the devil's advocate here, you know, I mean, my skepticism is still present, but, uh, you know, I think some would say, and I think I've read, you, you were talking about Florida doing this program, yes, Scott. Yes. And uh, uh, I think I've read some articles where in Florida, when this program was implemented, um, because of the it, it puts the public schools into a, a competition and so i'm pretty sure i've read that where this has been implemented in florida the public schools have improved pretty dramatically uh seeking to compete for those students who might want to leave and go to a private school well and that's one of the things that we're going to be looking at is when when florida went to this situation when they went universal school choice not only did they provide the opportunity for people to go and seek other opportunities they increased and they doubled down on help working with the public schools looking at lowering the classroom ratios getting more teachers getting more interventions and so florida has really really uh, driven their educational outcomes of their students to a level they've never seen because now everybody has got to start looking inwardly at themselves. Yeah. How are we going to make this better? How are we going to do, uh, compete better to maintain our students? Um, you know, we, we, we've got to figure out a way. And Mr. York, I agree with you. We can't we can't ignore the things that we need to continue to do with public education. We've over the last four years since I've been there. We've done some tremendous things in public education. We've come up with the literacy bill going back to phonics-based education. We've come up with the interventions bill in K through three, getting kids summer school, getting them tutoring to help them get on grade level. We've made unprecedented amounts of investment in career technical training in our middle schools and high schools. Uh, we've also uh, doubled down with our TCATs in community colleges. I think we're building four more statewide and um, allowing huge renovations like the one in Pulaski is going to be completely renovated. Uh, the investment with Columbia State with the Health Sciences Building. We're doubling down on education we can. And then you get into the, T- the new TISA funding formula to where now we're not just looking at a student and assigning them a dollar amount. We're looking at a student with their individual learning needs and, ass- and, and helping them and fund those needs basically for those students so that they can be as good of a student as they can. And then we know that our teacher pay was lacking tremendously. And so we passed a bill this year that by 2026 will be top 10 in the state in teacher funding. And I think we probably need to look at that and probably push that a little further to address what Mr. York said about... Scott, and this this is what I'm saying. I hate to cut you off. That's fine. You have, like I say, we haven't fixed all the problems to get some kind of results from the investments that you've made. You're not going to do it in one year. You're not going to do it in two years. You're not going to do it in three years. It's going to take at least five years... Mm -hmm. To, fi- to see what the results would be for all the changes. And then the governor comes up and throws a wrench in the machine. Oh, we're going to start this other program. I mean, gee whiz, stay well, <laughs> on time. You follow other states. Why don't we have a Tennessee initiative instead of following Florida and following Arkansas? Come up with some bright ideas that generate in Tennessee. We always look in other states. We're followers, so, not leaders. No, well, I'm, I'm with you with that on Jim. I'm tired of Tennessee not leading the way on things. You know, we should have been first out on trying different stuff. I keep coming back to two things. You've got discipline issues in public schools where it's a war zone every day, and families That's are not trying a big to, issue, it, uh, Listen, that, I had a, a lady small that went. Of no, Jim. 
every day. Like we are watching kids get. We That's are. Not we, the case. I had a friend who had a vending machine at one of the high schools here last week. She witnessed three fights while she was there, just changing the vending machines. The discipline and the fighting going on in the schools is making parents uh, uncomfortable. Right, so and why don't you they're looking for alternatives. Listen, the teachers union has the teachers. The teachers union representative stood in front of our school board and said, "Hey." We keep asking you for some sort of discipline help. We are losing our minds out here, and we're scared, and it has still not been addressed. So while we're throwing money at everything, we have to address that. That's one thing. So, Debbie, so you you think that the vouchers might give a... a, I'm saying that families are scared to send their kids to public school anymore, especially high schools, and they're looking for alternatives. So does that make you in favor of vouchers? I don't know. Because I don't want federal, I don't want federal funding flowing into private schools where they're going to dictate at one time what's going to happen. Well, and, and, I don't and, and think the, there's any plan to put it in taxpayer dollars, Debbie. State so, taxpayer dollars. So you, okay, Scott. So, yeah. so so let's let's get back. But, but no, let's, no, let's clearly, let's, Scott. Let's, this let's, is, let's this, pull, is, this is going to be a passionate discussion. Yeah, this is going to be. A, it's, <laughs> it's going to get more passionate. It's going to get over, more but, passionate. But to Debbie's but, but point, this, though, there's Let me back up. There would be no federal money going into private schools. That's correct. Okay, it is just. State money, just state, just state money, just state money, Um, and these. This is state taxpayer money of people that pay their property taxes in Tennessee, right? And some of them do pay their property taxes, and they still go to private school. So this is still their taxpayer money. If you're in a private school, it's still your taxpayer money. Right. Okay. And so, it's taxpayer money on food and goods and whatever else Mr. York, you spend dollars Mr. on. Mr. York, this is why this is why when we do this, we've got to get this. If we're gonna do it, it's gotta be right. And and you know, I, I am not one for slamming stuff through. Now remember this. Just because the governor proposes does not mean it's gonna pass. Because I'll take you back to the special session with with some stuff that he wanted to do that was not gonna pass. And he knows that. He knows he has to work with the legislator, and one of the things that we're going to try to do is work through this and understand exactly what the bill's trying to do. And here's the bottom line, and I've always said this when I've been up there, does it give a better opportunity for our kids to be successful? And if the answer is yes, then you have to consider it. A question that the governor was asked yesterday. Yeah. And he, he wasn't able to provide an answer for it, but I'm cool. sure this is going to be big as far as in your committee and then what's in the language in the bill. But he was asked whether private schools participating in the program would be held to the same account- accountability standards that the state imposes on public schools, for example, participating in an annual TCAP testing, A through F, letter grading of schools, and the new third grade retention law. I mean, we're, no. what, what are your thoughts that's, on that? That's where you start to figure out. No. And the answer is probably going to be my gut feeling is no, because now you're you're taking away the autonomy of the of the private schools. A private school is yeah. a private school. Right. Once you put that money into them, they they have their own board of directors, CEOs, right. or whatever they call them, and they they operate on autonomously uh, 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 in violation of whatever laws they want to. For now, well, they can't but, but, violate the law. Mr. Well, no, they, no, no, they can't violate the law. But, but well, yeah. violate, eventually you know, it will funding, be. Our we found private schools have a different funding mechanism. They can do what they want with the money. Well, they they certainly have more autonomy than the public schools. But uh, and but again, Mr. York, you bring up one of my concerns. You say that they get the money and, and they spend it uh, as their board directs. 
there is no reason that I can think of uh, legally that, you know, a, a legislative body and the governor uh, 10 years down the line might all of a sudden decide, well, we want these private schools to do the uh, the the testing. We want them to do third grade retention, or and make that a condition of getting the funds. They, that is absolutely legally possible. And that, what and, a mess that would create. Yes, yeah. and it well, will happen. Well, well, well. Well, that, what's that the use cor- of having a private well, school if they can't have different rules and guidance? Exactly. I'm just telling you. You know, I mean, you so, and I, they both are probably both skeptical so, of this thing. But, but, but coming but, from my angle, but Del, go Scott. We we can't pass retroactive law. Which means if the General Assembly f- 10 years from now decided just what you said, then there'd be have to be an opt-out provision of those schools then going forward because you'd be changing the rules in midstream with them. Well, I agree. And so, and so they would have an opt-out provision to say, okay, no, we're not going to take any more of the scholarship money because you're going to take away our freedom and autonomy. We're out. Yeah, but I'm still... But it, it could happen. It, it yes. could still happen. I don't Absolutely. want to dive too deep down that road. Let, let me tell you hole, something, Delk. You know this as well as I do. Yeah. With 50 votes, we could move the capital to Knoxville. Well, true enough. That's, you, that's, the General Assembly can do whatever they want. Now, yeah. Scott, you're telling me that the Lieutenant Governor, Randy McNally, and Speaker Cameron Sexton uh, have already – all we've got is an idea or a concept at this point. But they have they have signed on. They they they, uh, they are, believe in the macro the – macro um, I guess the the they, macro idea. They support the governor's idea. Idea, yeah. And now, but then between idea and language is a long way. And getting the votes you need in the legislature. And getting the votes you need in the legislature. Those two representatives, legislators, will support anything. <laughs> right. They right. don't look. They have no foresight whatsoever. I got a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Scott, for coming in. Sure. That's, Have a great day, folks.